Hey there, Casey here. Just reaching out to thank everyone for making this journey with us to the end. Thank you for your love, support, entertaining conversations, the endless food pictures, play-by-posts, all the game challenges, and finally, for putting up with us for the last three years. Up until now, we have never missed a week, but sadly, we will have to do the unthinkable. Take a small break. For some odd reason, Wes has decided to go out of state to build a swamp for a bunch of people pretending to be Shrek. And I'm not joking, he seriously is. A few of us have some vacations planned, and we've also had a small issue with some technology that hopefully we will resolve soon. But don't worry, while episodes may be taking a break, we will return, and we will continue to be engaging on Discord. Matt's Age of Heroes game, it is still going strong on Mondays, and it is continuing. And he announced a few weeks ago some exciting news about Rocks and Rune Lords' Karzuk fight. For those who don't turn into Age of Heroes, maybe you should now. He did announce, though, that for the Rocks and Rune Lords series finale, we will be live streaming the fight live on Twitch. And we invite all of you to check it out with us. And we want participation. Check us on rules, help us if we've messed up, figure out ways to save or even kill us. The fight, we will announce it in advance. We'll give a little bit of a break so that everyone can get caught up on all the episodes and join us. But right now, nailing down the hard date for that isn't possible since we kind of need to get over this northern vacation technology crash thingy. Also, you know, we kind of have to figure out where the party is and where the story is going because we don't pre-plan any of that. Each episode we record is live and happening in front of our eyes as you all are listening to it. To stay up to date, though, there is an announcements channel on Discord. Hop in, turn on notifications for that channel, and you will be as informed as you can be for when we plan this session. Once again, thank you for listening, and thank you for everything that you do. And now, on to episode 177. The Flight of the Hadassah. Hadouken! <laughs> Matt's little noise there, right as we clapped to sync up all of our <laughs> tracks. Street Fighter! Oh yeah. my god. Favorite fighting game, you guys. What is it? Mine? Street, oh, Street Fighter? Street Fighter no. 2. No. Up, the, the original OG Street Fighter 2 is my favorite of all time. No. It no. is, really. I promise you, that's my favorite. <laughs> Marvel vs. Capcom 2. That was a great one. Yeah. Like that the combos you can pull off on that one. That Close second, but I think Street Fighter 2 holds like this thing in my heart from. Because I. There was a 7-Eleven or whatever, just a couple blocks from home, and I'd run down there with like $5 and quarters, and it cost a quarter a game, and it got to where I could beat the game without losing a match, sometimes without being hit, with one quarter. Wow. I mean, I played the shit out of that game. Yeah. And now, impressive. now if I go and play somebody like an arcade, this 13-year-old kid comes up and just like curb stomps me, and sure. it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That was me in Marvel versus Capcom 2, but instead of walking down to 7-Eleven, it was where I worked at. So uh, after we'd mall. get off work, we would, you know, just cash in $10 and quarters and just go down to the machine and just fight each other for What was your team? Six hours. <clears throat> Mega Man, Iron Man, and usually the Hulk, but it was some big character that could defend. So uh, Juggernaut was a good one, and then um, Trombone was actually fairly good, too. I don't remember that guy. Uh, she. Uh, it's the that girl. female from Mega Man that has this like, huge robot thing. 
that she sits in Oh, Tyler. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I just didn't know her name. Mine was Killer Instinct 2. Oh, that was like yeah. a system we had it on, yeah. but we had it at the house, and I sat there. I found Jado, I think was the name of the guy. Jago. I could do, yeah. do is that it? Yeah. I, I could do most of his combos. In fact, I'm pretty sure if I just sat down and closed my eyes and just let it go, I could probably still do those combos. All right. He, he was my favorite in Killer Instinct 1. Really? Jago was. One. Yeah, nice. oh, so good. Ultra. Alicia. If it wasn't for that, that game wouldn't have been nearly as good. The guy right. screaming your combos, that was <laughs> half the game. Well, that yeah, was Mortal really Kombat. Was. I mean, I loved Mortal Kombat and the Toasty Man. Yeah. Toasty. Yeah. Alicia, you're suspiciously quiet. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a button masher. So That's okay. whatever lent itself to that. Normally I was playing with other people. I was I was better at actual sparring. So <laughs> oh, throw it down, are we? Okay. I mean, only on a mat in class when people had, you know, uh-huh. appropriate protective uh-huh. gear. So <laughs> when we finally get to record live, uh, I'm gonna pit you and Matt against each other, and let's see what happens. I'll wear my black belt. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have that. <laughs> I got close. I got. You have clothes. No, no, I got close, and I do oh, also oh, have clothes. Yes, such a bit like a gi is what I was talking about. Like, okay, well, awesome. I do. Have, I got I the uniform. Yeah, I got my black belt at like twelve or thirteen, so I don't think it's very much relevant anymore. Yeah, mine's pretty expired too. I still have it. It's just I haven't. No, it's no. I'm not currently a black belt of anything. I went to one taekwondo class back when I was like twelve. That was it. Yes. Yeah. Nice. My uh, my little guy just started Taekwondo, so. You no, should I take was, Taekwondo I'm with s- your little guy. I have you thought should. about it. And um, beat the it, crap out of him. Exactly. <laughs> no. That's what my dad did. And he kicked me in the face multiple times. No, no, hey, did no. you learn? I learned. Yeah. <laughs> your, and your little boy would be so much fun because he's so full of energy, too. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he is. And, um, yeah, he's all over the place with it right now, so. (laughs) (laughs) No, taking martial arts as a kid, I think, is a fantastic idea. It teaches you so much. It really does. Yep. Yep, I agree. Number one being how to kick ass. Yeah, I I highly recommend taking it before you have your butt kicked. So, that's always preferable. Not always how it happens, but that's always preferable. Number one thing is self-defense, run. Yeah, yep. I, my you know my I first that video, <laughs> my first instructor ever when just talking about like he grew up in uh, Mexico City, uh, like he learned his uh, taekwondo down there. He, he he actually trained a little bit with the Gracies. He didn't do jujitsu, wow. but he trained he trained with them a little bit, but he didn't yeah. do jujitsu. That's cool. Um, but one of the things you know he talked about like some hints and like in the real world things you do, and you know you see in movies one against two or three people. You don't ever want to do that because nobody just sits and waits for the other person to get right. there. They mm-hmm. jump you. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a fight with more than one person, you get one person and you rough them up as quick as possible and use them as a human shield and keep them between you and them until you, until you run. Yeah. And even then, it's like you're still playing the odds. Like yeah. It doesn't oh, take yeah. much for that situation no. to go wrong really fast. And fighting is exhausting. Fighting two, mm-hmm. three people is yep. exhausting. It's triple. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, my instructor always said, if someone pulls a gun on you and wants all your money, give, give them all your them. money. Yeah, and you thing only fight he... back if your life is in danger. 
Um, another thing that uh, his, his name was Mr. Contreras. The one thing that he said, this was his other golden rule, is if you get into some sort of tussle on the on the street or whatever, and they drop into some sort of stance, like some <laughs> sort of fighting stance, run because yeah. you have no idea what they know. Yeah, I mean they could be fifth degree, seventh degree black belt, but they obviously yep. have been trained in something. So get the hell out of there. Yeah, I saw That's, an MMA with a um, MMA fighter. A fairly, I don't remember who, but it was a fairly famous one. They were asking, "Hey, what would you do if you were in the street and you got jumped by three people?" And he's like, "I would probably run." Yeah, yep, definitely. I love this, and as a group, you guys don't do that at all. No, oh. <laughs> you get jumped by seven giants, and you're like, "We got this. We can do that. It's fine. Let's split the party be between all of them." Hey, if I walk down the street of Knoxville carrying a large katana, I probably wouldn't run from a fight either. You know, I mean, you know what? Like, if I had if I had Sophie going with me everywhere, right? like I would darkest alleys. It doesn't matter. I because you know, if it all goes wrong, I I can be resurrected, and it's fine. I can and be healed. Think, it can be resurrected. It's all right. <laughs> how many disintegrate beams has Volantre taken? And what is that in equivalent to in real life? Is that a bullet? No, God, no. no. Like a nuke. Yeah, yeah. it's like a, <laughs> that's being shot with a Tesla cannon or something. Yeah, it's like. So there you go. You know, Sublimate. You know, poof. Eat. Yeah. Turn to ash. If you die, it's yep. ash. Poof. Gone. <laughs> but before we get into all of that, Matt, why don't you catch us up on what's happening on Mondays? Age of Heroes, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Daylight Savings Time. On Twitch, we're running Shackled City, 5th edition, D&D, 5e, hence the 5th edition. Uh, I've got about 17 episodes now open and available as podcast, and I'll be putting some more out probably in the next couple of days, maybe 5 or 10 more, to catch up. Join us. It's fun. It's live. It's very, very live. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't want to watch it in podcast form, it's on YouTube. You can go watch the whole videos yep. and really get into it and leave comments. Apparently, we have music now. That's something <gasps> that Mike is he's using uh, Sirenscape what? to do some, and he changes it with the situation. So, you know, yeah, we have production nice. value. Nice. Plusing it up, baby. I mm. love it. And All right. always to give credit where credit is due, Jamie has been running the stream and like doing all the. Uh, um, the visuals, the setup for basically since like the sixth or seventh episode. So that ain't me anymore. He does all that. He's a genius. He does a good job. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Check it out on Twitch. So who wants to catch us up from last week? No one ever does. <laughs> you know what? I had a quick and easy cat, uh, oh, setup. Yeah, no. We got three giants down a tunnel, buried in ice, behind a stone wall, and we've got Twin pair of Volantre is getting ready to rip a new one into this little <laughs> lightning lady. That's it. That's what's happening. And we've temporarily <laughs> split the party. Yes. <laughs> In a good way. In a good way. I think, I think this might be one of the best setups uh, for you as far as splitting the party. I just can't wait to see what happens because I don't know. I really have no idea what is about to go on. So but. I will say... As far as splitting the party goes, I was not going to do that until she called them back. Like, them chasing uh, Hadassah, I wasn't going to split the party. But when they started coming back, I'm like, all right, they're no longer focused on her. She's no longer that much of a danger. That's That was Safi's uh, beer-addled idea. And then she drops a snowstorm on <laughs> <Yeah>. them. They're <laughs> blinded. They can't see. They don't know which way's up or down. Well, maybe because of gravity. But... And difficult they're, terrain. They're lost. 
<sighs> and then I pulled an asshole move and let Volantre split, but didn't let him actually do anything else. I have a question, though, that occurred to me as I was looking at the map for this setup. The splitting that you do, what type of action is that? Swift. <laughs> I was afraid you were going to say that because I thought that's what I remembered. So, uh, swift awesome. action. You only get one of those around, fortunately, I guess. But you still have a full round of attacks, pounce, all that fun shit left. With two characters. So, <sighs> did you say what that was last, uh, yeah, last week? Um, I forgot. So I chose not to use Arcane, Arcane Strike this round because that's normally a swift action. Instead, I use Split Forms, which is it's, basically as a swift action, I split into two creatures. Is that a spell? No, it is a summoner ability. Uh, okay, that should be like first round for now. <laughs> two Velantres? Yeah, well, yes, please. <laughs> I have a limit to the number of times I can do oh, it per day. Oh, okay. How many rounds it's allowed. All right. so. All out. Dire circumstances. <laughs> and I guess a woman in full plate who looks like she can beat the crap out of you is a good time to do it. Yeah, and she hit, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I thought she hit pretty hard or swung something really badly. The player, the player heard some really big numbers and got a <laughs> yes, little scared. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to say Volantre 1 and Volantre 2, with Volantre 1 being the one that's currently in front and Volantre 2 being the one in the back. All right. Um, the Volantre 1, the primary Volantre, takes a five-foot step forward, and he just goes in to bite this lady. And that's going to be a 38 total to hit. One second. Hold on. Oh, wait. Hang on. I still have that spell from last week that Safi cast on me, which allows me to choose at the beginning. And I said that I was going to choose plus two to attack before we ended the episode. So that actually Did. makes it a 40 to hit. As blessing of fervor for those of you... Following along. Probably should have taken AC, but I want to hit something. That's a hit. That is a 7 on the die, plus 22. That's 29. 29 points of damage. All right. He shrugs it off. There's 11 more of these. (laughs) There's not, because... Oh, because swift action, five-foot step. I can take a full attack. Can I not? Oh, okay. Well, let's follow that up with a claw. Oh, that's probably going to miss. That's uh, 34 to hit. Plus miss. 36 to hit then. Still a miss. Okay. Uh, This one is a 44 to hit. That'll hit. And that is going to be 23 points of damage. All right. So that is my bite, two claws. I now have a gore. With my unicorn horn, that's a hit because it's the same attack bonus, but I just rolled a 17, which was one more. It's going to be a total of 18 points of damage. We're going to have to start putting your uh, your round off air. <laughs> and now, Volantre, as part of that evolution that he did, grew claws on his feet. Right. So he has two rake attacks. Um, I would love to see an updated picture of your eidolon yeah. now. Claws, claws, horns, wings, tails. Bunny mm-hmm. kick. Uh, first rake was a 41. Second rake was a 40. They both hit. All right. That's going Good to be a, a 21 points of damage and 20 points of damage. Wow. 
That's a solid chunk of damage that the one Volantre has done. Yeah, so Volantre number two flies into the air and moves to the other side of this lady, effectively flanking her between two Volantres. And he... Yeah, go ahead. Make the Galifianakis comment here. I don't know. I don't know that comment. Oh, between two Volantres, yeah. Uh, And he decides to take a bite out of her. That is going to be a 40 after the flanking. Casey's dice are back. It's been three weeks since he's been able to roll like this, but here we are. That's only 10 on the die. Yeah. So uh, a difficult question. Uh, Does your split have all the same effects that you had? Because if so, it has fervor as well. Correct. I already added that in. Basically, everything at the time of split is on both of them. So you buff up okay. one guy, and suddenly you got two guys all buffed up. And that's a total of 27 points of damage. Jesus. Woo! And that's it. You did over 100 points of damage in one round. Slacking. Yeah, what's up yeah. with that? I mean, I, I, if I had done a full attack with the second one... Oh, my goodness. Five yeah. more attacks. Okie dokie, then. Well... That is the end of Elantre's turn, right? That is the end of my turn, yes. That is the end of round six. We are now on to round seven. Most of those rounds consisted of giants chasing Hadassah. <laughs> now, we're right back to the wardens, the storm giants that are just getting bounded. Uh, now, the Leet and the storm and the ice, they're not doing any damage, right? Correct. Okay, this giant is going to move at half speed. He's basically putting a hand out and following the wall. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Oh, he can move. He hit his head. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And he is able to just barely poke his head outside of the storm as he follows. He's like, ah, I found the end. Brothers, follow me. Uh, so now it is number one's turn, and he's... Oh, whenever okay. they move, they do have to um, do an acrobatics check, but it's a DC 10, so they yeah they may automatically that. get that. I think I could roll a negative 10 and still succeed. Got it. So. Okay. Well, dis- <laughs> disregard. Some nimble behemoths. Yes. Right? And now it's number three, and he is on the outside of the other side of the storm, and he sees this giant wall in front of him. And he reaches out and he bashes it with his great sword, doing a chunk of damage. So, Wes, before you do that, yeah. um, you can either attack it to do damage or do a straight-up try-to-break-it-check with a strength check. Mm. Up to you. Do you want the DC for that? Um, No, actually. Don't give me the DC. Okay. Uh, that is... Ooh, they got... No, that's the other one. I don't think they have as good of a strength check. Oh, yeah, they do. You know what? Yeah, uh, he, he should know enough. He hangs out with spell casters. He's in a transmutation zone. He knows what's up. So he's going to reach out and attempt to break off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Okay. You've got the DC, right? So yes. right, I'm going to give you my number. You you hold that private and close to your chest. Natural 20. That's, uh, that's a fail. 
<laughs> 36 would be the result. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, so how much of the wall does he break when he does that? Uh, if a creature tries to break through the wall with a single attack, the DC for the strength, blah, blah, blah. So I think it just breaks. Uh, let's see. All right, let me read the whole thing before I assume crap. Right. Each five-foot square of the wall is hard to this, da, da, da. Section of the wall is... Oh, one five-foot square is breached. That's what I was thinking it would be. I'm going to pull yeah, it back yeah. to about That's here. That's So about halfway diagonally across from where you had it before. But that okay. should give him just enough room. And it's a standard action, not a full round to break it, or is it a full round action to attempt to break? Uh, now, also, that's five feet out of 40 feet tall. Oh. Right? So it's just a five foot by five foot section. It's not even like a... Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I forgot that it's 40 feet tall that he's got to break. All right, so he okay. just like reaches out to the end edge of this and just starts like crumbling away at it. Okay. And it looks like it's just a single attack. If a creature tries to break through the wall with a single attack, or they can choose to attack the wall at trying to break through the, the toughness and doing the damage okay. per inch of thickness. So I guess if you have multiple attacks, it might be in your best interest to attack several times instead of just trying to do a strength check. I doubt it in this case. So he's just going to break off one little chunk. So it'll take, say, two rounds. So this first round was five, then ten, and then he'll be able just to squeeze through like after that. Squeeze through. He'll have to yeah. jinga through it and move at quarter speed or whatever. But Sounds perfect. So he was successful, though. Of course, that was a natural 20. Who knows if he can get it next round. <laughs> uh, now it's the woman in green, and she is <gasps> flanked by two Volantres. She's not super excited about this, and I forgot one of her best abilities, and I made sure to write it down before we started, and I forgot. We'll just move on. She's a little blurry. It's hard to make contact with where she actually is. She is very similar to Hadassah when she turns on her concealment. It's not as good. But we'll say you made your rolls for each of those attacks. And moving forward, I'll try to remember. I do have a question as we go forward. Since I split into two creatures, does each creature have the resource pool that I had available? Minus um, material components. I'm assuming yes. Okay. Uh, they you share it completely. It's just two separate creatures, but they pull pull from the same pool. Okay, I'm cool with that. Hmm. What to do? What to do? You see her begin to struggle, and it's like she's trying to fight back into consciousness like she's trying to force her body to do something and you hear her kind of whisper mostly to herself but she seems to be maybe looking at her right hand that holds the sword I know these are the ones Carrie wants dead but this one this one will kill me and then she stops for a second I don't care if you want his blood I just and then she stops her eyes go dead and she turns around and attacks Volantre. And I'm going to go after number one, which is the one directly in front of her. She's going to ignore the one that is behind her. She's going to do some amazing attacks. Okay, so this is a full round attack 
action. I've already wasted my natural 20, and I just dropped the dice that rolled it, so that one's gone. <laughs> oh my god. 41. Miss! She attacks again. That is... Ooh. 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 If I carry the one... If it's a 42 or higher, you hit. It's a 54. Yeah, that that fucking hits. Barely. And here's the beauty of it. This is a possible critical attack. Hey, Wes, um, will you re-roll that? I'm going to use an immediate action to have you... Can you see her? Yeah, you can. Damn it! Oh. So you re-roll the d20 and subtract one from the total. I hope it's not a natural 20. It is a natural 20. Oh, sorry. Maybe is it really? Save that for crits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really... Here, here, here. <laughs> yep. That's a yep. 20. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so subtract one from it still. It's a natural 20. It's actually the same exact yeah, result as the last one. So a possible critical oh. attack now. He's, she is going to have to confirm this critical attack. And if that happens, I'm going to go uh, blank for a second while I read up on what happens when she does that. Oh, Laundry's yeah. just going to die because his health pool just got cut in half. I remember that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> That's a 46, Volantre. Will that confirm? That confirms. Oh. So we're not going to pull a crit because the crit for this weapon is already so badass. Take note, you are hitting the one that has a higher hit pool than the other. Good. That way when you fall, the other one will be easy. Okay. I need you to first. This is not even part of the critical hit. Give me a fortitude save. How does that make this worse? 35. You succeed. You feel your muscles begin to freeze up, but then you free them with the might of your fortitude. And an 18 on the die. Now, give me another fortitude save. And don't roll a fucking one. Okay, I didn't roll a one. You should be okay. So a 24 is okay? You see these... You're... On your skin, you see these crystals begin to form as if they're just starting to crawl up towards your knee. And then it dies away and shatters and falls to the ground. Little glass pellets hit the ground and tinkle away as they roll down the corridor. Yay. All right, so now let's do some damage. (laughs) 1d4 plus (laughs) 2. Double. Carry the 50. 56 <laughs> points of damage. Ouch. And that's just one hit. All right, so Ouch. on to the third attack. That's another 19. Um, 49 will... All right, I'm going to confirm this critical. Ooh, 44. Confirm. Dude, another critical? That's another critical. That's two in a row. And and it wasn't my fault. Two fortitude saves, Casey, uh, the first one, and it'll be against just the normal attack. Okay, first one is going to be a 27. Second one? Oh, uh, that's a 29. All right. So now, 52 points of damage. Oof. Now on to her fourth attack. Natural one. Confirming that one, that is a critical fail. 
So she can either hit really hard or she can fell horribly. <laughs> yeah. It's all or nothing. Swinging for the fences. That's what she does. Two-handed. I'm going to go ahead and have her make her last attack. And that's a not even close. Jeez. Dice, you have failed me. Except for those first two hits. Those were great. <laughs> yeah, except for the two criticals yeah. you'd failed. <laughs> I was going to say, your definition of failure is different from mine. <laughs> a little hard on yourself. <laughs> right. And she is going to five-foot step to her left, to the right on the screen. Now that I've taken 20 minutes for that turn, isn't high-level combat fun, y'all? Oh, yeah. Hadassa. <laughs> okay. Um... Just out of curiosity, how much damage did she does just do? A hundred in two hits. A hundred and eight, actually. Two crits. Sure. Two crits. Just two crits. How much yeah. does Hadassah remember about what she saw in that room? Like, Not much. Back when we first looked in and she saw, like, what was her assessment of the woman in command of the giants? That she looked badass in her green armor surrounded by giants. With a, a golden scimitar that looked awesome and sharp. <laughs> well, not being one to underestimate um, <laughs> badass women with awesome swords. Right. Um, <laughs> so what are bit lopping this scimitar? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I was resource management. I was really trying to decide whether or not to do this. But I think I'm going to cast fly and that is the last spell of that level that I have available um, oh, good yeah <laughs> and um, I'm going to go above the sleet storm and above the wall and I am going to um, double move you can double move while flying right well you used an action to cast oh so no that's, that would be part of your double move oh, single move Got it. All right. All righty. All righty. Well, that hurts, but sure. Okay. So casting fly, and um, I'm going to start making my way back there. So So you cast fly. How far can you move per round? Um, 60 with fly. So. And you're just going straight up at this point? Hmm. Um, I mean, up and over. Oh, you have to account for that, too. Darn 3D stuff. Fine. <laughs> All right, um, let's see. Let me see how tall my sleet storm is. It was 20 feet, if I remember correctly. All right, Um, 25 feet up and 35 feet, you know, towards the fight. All right, just move yourself 35 feet from that square then. All right, I'll get me just past the two that are making their way out, which should be really fun when they come out and are like, hey, where'd you go? Well... One of them's sort of poking his head out already, so he's like, fuck, she's flying over. <laughs> <laughs> Swing aimlessly Now confused. Yep. Now what am I supposed to do? Fiorin, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> well, Hadassah, that was probably a really great move, and thinking in 3D and being able to fly over your storm, that's pretty darn smart. Well, the other thing, my other option, which I think would have also been cool, but um, tossed it in favor of this. My other thought was to run back down to the room with the funny door and try to get the giants to touch the door. 
<laughs> so that <laughs> that like, was Toro, Toro. That was plan, pretty much, yeah. That was Plan B. Um, hmm. What happens if you had gotten sucked into the maze with the giants, though? It would have been a really long time before she got out because her intelligence is not awesome. <laughs> that would have been really. I don't weird. Know, it seemed like both times we fell into that maze, somebody rolled a nat twenty to get out, like the first yeah, right. round. It was amazing. Yeah, uh, amazing. Yeah, I'm not gonna do yeah. that again. Yeah. Probably so. <laughs> This is getting weird, y'all. Safi, <laughs> that giant, he is grabbing holds of five-foot chunks and just ripping them out of your wall. <laughs> so Safi looks back at the giant, sees him tearing the wall down, screams over Elantre, what are we going to do? Do it fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God, I'm not sure. Uh, how does... Did Volantre did Volantre take any hits, or was it all Eidolon so far? So this is where I am very confused about how the split form works. We decided to split the hit pool. So basically the Eidolon's hit pool went to one, Volantre's hit pool went to the other. So I left Volantre's hit pool with the one that just got hit. The Eidolon is the one that separated out and moved around. Normally, though, that's the clear difference between human and outsider. But let's at this just point, keep, let's just keep rolling with that idea then. Okay, if that's the case, then that one is you saw everything hit the summoner inside, and he is bloodied inside. Oh, she. Uh, all right. The other one just doesn't have a summoner inside of it. How about that? Basically, okay. yeah. You have a ghostly form in front uh, around you on this one. Well, I'm going to try something again that I've yet to get to succeed. Ooh. So move over here. I'm invisible. Um, okay. And I'm going to cast a spell and reach out and touch her with a touch tag. You know, whatever. Let's see. Do that first. Hey, 19 on the die. So probably 31. To her touch. Touch AC. Oh, yeah. So now she needs to give me a saving throw versus will. Is this a mind-affecting spell? It is not. Uh, beat spell resistance real quick. Okay. Is it a transmutation spell? It is not. All right. Oh, shit. Roll the one. Uh, you know what? I'm going to use a hero point to re-roll that. Yeah. Since she just gave me one. <laughs> and higher. <laughs> higher. Yeah, super. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Probably uh, not going to do it. That be close. is... I know what your bonuses... I know roughly what your bonuses are. Uh, Don't be tight. That's a 26. Oh, then you're fine. Yeah? Cool. Yes. All right. Give me that will save. All right. Oh, 20. Uh, DC 31. So... <laughs> uh oh <laughs> The spell... I'm going to give the thematics of it first. Safi reaches out, and as he touches her, he becomes visible again, because it's an attack, right? And as soon as he touches her, he takes a little bit of a sip of his own beer as he touches her, and she becomes blindingly drunk. That was greater curse. She now has a 75% chance not to do anything on her turn. (laughs) So every turn... So that's the one I'm taking. Um, Each turn, the target has 25% chance to act normally, otherwise takes no actions. That's like permanent shoe, like. Yes, that is permanent. So essentially, how I've imagined the spell, his curse is working because he's not the kind of guy that just curses people. He just gets you majorly fucked up. <laughs> so she's just standing there, like all of a sudden she's just burping and her eyes rolling back. She is just jackhammered, like 
spring break in, in uh, Mexico drunk. That's fantastic. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to beat so much. And uh, I rolled really, really low on her will save. I am so happy oh. that that finally got to work. So now I'm reading through my list, making sure I'm not missing anything because I would hate to do this wonderful woman the disservice of not giving her every aspect that she has access to. But I, it's not transportation. It's, it's, it's not. It's tennis, necromantic just, if that's information yeah, no, you need. It's, it's not mind affecting. Those are the two things that she has training or resistance to. So. Wow. And now Safi's visible, right? Oh, yeah. Next to this beautiful woman in green. And then Let's you... see. That's a move. I have a... Uh, yeah. Nope, that's it. I'm done. Then you see her make eye contact with you. Her eyes are dead and <laughs> blank. And you crossed. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> and she slurs out this one. And it's like oh. the swords reaching up towards you. Hello. Beautiful move, Safi. Volantre. Volantre number one reaches out and touches Safi, and Safi disappears. You Ooh, cast a spell? I, I cast an invisibility greater on him. All right. She does get an attack of opportunity. That's but fine. She doesn't. She hasn't defensively, had a but... turn yet. So, what do you guys think? Go ahead and roll for her turn to see if she acts normally. Because she will be pretty much next. So I will have this roll as if it was the beginning of her turn. Effectively, the thing's taking effect immediately. And you said 75% chance to do jack and shit. Each turn, the target has a 25% chance to act normally, otherwise takes no actions. All right. So I need to roll a 76 to 100 in order to get this attack of opportunity. I honestly would not... Uh, it's not her turn yet. You know what I mean? I would say this would be a normal attack of opportunity. I know yeah. it's weird timing because it, it, it says specifically weird. at the beginning of each, each turn. turn. I'm going to just have it take... It's going to start now and this will apply to her turn. Okay. Because you use this spell, you cursed it. I don't want to take that away from you. I freaking loved it. It's 35%. She'll do nothing on her turn. So wow. Safi is now invisible. Safi's oh. greater invisible, even. Correct. Love it. All right. What else, Volantre? Thank you. Thank you. Um, for that, Volantre, nothing else. Um, as a move action, pulls out a potion. Okay. The other Volantre takes a five-foot step, which I assume that is not going to be considered flanking, will it? Yes. Basically, if you can draw a line from any of your squares into any of the squares of opposite, and it goes through her square, it's flanking. So I am flanking. That Volantre is going to take a full attack action then. It's going to start out with its rake attack. Going to go haunches first. Haunches first. Basically, the five-foot step was it just jumping with its back feet forward, trying to claw, it, claw her in the face. First one's probably going to miss. That's going to be a 30... Three. She is still not defenseless, right, Matt? With the yeah, curse. The only thing that happens is that 25% chance. Can't. Yeah. All right, so the defenses are still there, plus most of its armor anyway. Can you give me that number again, Casey? 33. That is a miss. Clang! Up against their 
Beautiful green armor. Second one's a 32. Clang. Now the unicorn horn is coming down. Clang. That's a cracked die, so <laughs> that's even worse. So that, that the gore misses. So now Volantre goes in for his first claw. Hey, an 18 on the die. Um, that's a 42. That'll hit. 22 points of damage. Okay. Second claw. Also a 42. The exact same roll. Okay. Still hits. It's going to be a 20 points of damage. Not dead yet. That rends, though. Mm. And the rend is going to be 28 points of damage. Mm. And last... Oh, wait. Hang on. I'm not rolling for the displacement. Oh, that's right. Uh, so... It's a twenty. I'll go ahead and tell you. It's a twenty percent chance at failure. So you can call it. Do you want to roll high or you want to roll low? I want to roll high. All right. So if you roll a twenty-one or higher, you succeed. Seventy-six. Okay. Ninety-three. Yep. So that's to cover the two claws, and yep. the rend automatically succeeds. Right. I'm going to go ahead and attack for the bite. Do I attack first or do I conceal first? Both same time. Okay. And that's 55 for the concealment so check. And the bite is going to be a total of 37. Miss. Na, na, na. Na, 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 na. Are we out of ESPN? What? I'm <laughs> singing <laughs> a song nah, nah, nah. that sounds like that. Like, ah, da, 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 da. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm not a rapper. <laughs> and that's the two Volantre's terms. Oh, she survives another round. However, things are getting hairy as the warden saw Hadassah fly away. Oh, he is not happy. I mean, he could always go back into the sleet storm looking for her. <laughs> He's going to activate an ability. So that's his action. Then as a movement action, he is going to 20 feet up in the air. Great. So that puts him above the fray with his head since his feet would be 20 feet up. And the other one follows suit. And now they are both staring at you above your column of sleet and storm. Of course they are. Matt, how high was this wall that you made? 40 feet. 40 feet and then we already said that the ceilings are 80. Mm -hmm. They yell down to their buddy, float up, bitch. And he does <laughs> the same thing. And he floats up 20 feet because that is as high as they can go. This is going to suck. So they are now all <laughs> like little little meerkats. They've poked their head above the ground and they see Hadassah. Of course they do. Of course, they can't see what's going on in the battle because the wall is still 40 feet high, but they can now see the edge of the wall. And Hadassah, it's your turn. Good to know. Um, Let's see. I got, so I've got two behind me and one in front of me, and I am flying, so... You said you're 25 feet up, so you are in attack of opportunity land here. Like... Them attacking me or me attacking them? I mean, you can hit them very easily. You are five feet away from them. You're right next to them because they just went straight up. Okay. Uh, so if you fly away, that is them getting an attack on you. Right. 
and just making sure the yellow outline is their attack range, right? Correct. Got it. Stay there and die. I know. Take I'm a like, full attack action like, on one and hope to get lucky. Yeah. Run away like a scared little kitty cat. Well, I'm not running away so much as looking for you know better positioning because I'm about one move away from number three closing with the other two and boxing me in, which I don't like. And right? I can't go under them because it would put me in my own sleet storm. Yeah, sure would. You can still go over. They're only 20 feet up. Right. You still got 60 feet of clearance above yeah. you. But that is attack of opportunity land if you do that. I know. Because full withdrawal, unfortunately, only counts in the first square that you leave. Okay. That could apply to number two. She might be able to get out of number two without attack of opportunity, you, but number you one is going to tear her up. Absolutely right. You are right. So what do we think? I love this point. I know. It's like, what are you going to do? Is disengage a full around action? Or is it like a single it move? Is. Okay. Yeah, full withdrawal. Yeah, full withdrawal. I think that I don't like the idea of him waiting for them to box me in. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to charge straight at number three over there by Safi's wall, and um, essentially try to slam into him. So I like a it. Valkyrie, you know, like you're flying through the midair, sword in front of you. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's the idea. <laughs> All right, the uh, number one and number two will take their attack of opportunity first. We'll, they'll, they'll see if they can knock you out of the sky. Okay. Natural 20. Uh, ooh, uh, shoot. How far? Nope, won't work. Never mind. I appreciate it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I can't see him. It's 30-foot radius. Maybe yeah, Safi okay. needs split forms. <laughs> he can just you know follow each of us around. Yeah. I feel like a heel, Natural I feel 20. Like a heel bot. Natural <laughs> 20. It's an automatic hit. Now they're going to try and confirm the critical. It's not a horrible roll. 42. Hits. That is a critical attack. Yep. Oh, uh, displacement. Oh, thank God. There you go. There you go. Uh, How much is the displacement? 50% mischance. 51 or higher, and I hit. Roll low. 53. Uh, Gross. Mm. So close. Uh, so this <laughs> this is a very very large number, Hadassah. Do you hear those dice? I hear it. That's a lot of dice. Yeah. It's pretty low though. Most of them. Hold on, I gotta get pull out a calculator. Seventy six points. Of oh damage. god. Uh, okay. And that's just the first gross. one. They're worse than the woman I'm fighting. Which is why I don't want to be boxed in by three of yeah. them. <laughs> I thought she was going to be worse. Oof. I did too. I think she is individually. Here comes the second one. Uh, That's pretty low number. 37. 37. Miss. Thought it might be. So the first one gets you real good. The second one misses. Yep. All right. Now you are charging number three. Oh, and you're getting close enough to attack number three? I mean, if I'm charging him, yeah. All right, that's going to be his attack of opportunity. That's a 19 on the die. You get an attack of opportunity when somebody charges you? Yeah, you're moving. Unless you have improved charge. I don't have that. Moving through threat. 48. Uh, 48 hits. Oh, Let's displ- roll. Displacement. 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 It's a 50 with a zero. It's five zero. So that's a miss. I it is a miss. So, 50% chance. Because yeah. it should be 51 to 100. 
I rolled a 50. Exactly. Yeah. Midair, Hadassah like matrixes under it and then like comes in with the sword, you know? But it's like Neo the first time he matrices. It, you, like your clothing just yeah. slightly gets caught. And yeah. Little, yeah right. Just a like, little rip here and there. Yeah, like one, li- one little button just tings off, you know? <laughs> All right, you are close enough on your charge to finish off this attack. Good. Oh, man. What, can anybody sing Flight of the Valkyries yet? Can we play that? It is vicing it. Right? Yes. <laughs> uh, if you play somebody else's orchestra, they have it copyrighted their own performance. Yeah. But anyway. Unless I can find a royalty-free version. Yeah, sure. So that's going to be a 19 on the die, which is a uh, Crit. critical hit for Hadassah. Nice. Threaten. What's the total? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 53. <laughs> yeah, that hits. Now you can confirm it. Oh, wait. You don't have to. I don't have to. <laughs> you suck. I love it. So this is number three. And the first roll was a 15, right? Uh, her roll was a 19. It was a 19. Okay. But that's a fan crit, right? Did yes. Did 19 and 20? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Let's see if we have one. We're running low here, guys. Here, I'll make up one on the spot. Instant death. Instant death. <laughs> Fortitude <laughs> says yeah. DC 90. Matt, I believe you are a patron. I am so a patron, so there you where go. Where are your crits, buddy? <laughs> I actually think we're pretty low, so I just go with the double for now. I will have ready for. Oh, I heard anymore. a genuine moan from our entire audience. They groaned in <laughs> disappointment. I'm looking. That's okay. Double, triple your damage, whichever you normally do. I mean, and then I'll do something. I fun can triple it. That'd be great. No, no. What are your? No. What are your? Okay. What are um, all right, that is going to be 86 points of damage. 86 points of damage. Good. You hit him so hard, you reduce Go his on. AC by two the rest of combat. Nice. Woo-hoo. There's your fan critical, baby. That's good. You crit. blow open a piece of his armor. Beautiful move, Hadassah. Very brave. Took a, And you took a schmack as you went out. She did. I love it. She did. Safi. Invisible, greater invisibility, standing next to this poor defenseless woman in green. Sophie looks back at the wall, sees what's going on. Uh, they flag now. You better hurry. <laughs> and I am going to move back this direction. Move back down the hall to be between my two compatriots. I'm going to see if I can stay within 30 feet of both of them. If I can figure out how to... So the wall... Hmm... Where you're standing now, you see the edge of the wall. You can just barely see her. Well, she's above it, right? Oh, oh, that's right. She's not 40 feet above. Yeah, just 25 feet up. Yeah, you might be able to see, like, the top of her head as she, like, bobs up and down in the air going after this guy, but that's probably about it. Okay, that will get me one move. So I'm going to take instead one step back. So I'm kind of equidistant, you know, I'm close enough to where my stuff will hit either one. Um, I feel like I've given Volantre a slight edge over that fight, so I'm going to try to help her out. Um, so I'm going to cast, uh, uh, well, first, my fervor is going to be, uh, any first or second level spell is going to be extended 
during this round that I cast automatically. Mm -hmm. um, and what I'm casting is called uh, Burst of Radiance. Uh, so I'm going to put it just right next to this giant's head. And it just needs to give me a reflex saving throw, please. Oof. 20. Okay, DC 26. So first, the light goes off, and is, if this is an evil creature, it will take some damage. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure they are, though. Okay. But I, you know, want to make sure. Maybe not. Uh, wow. Hold on. Okay. Un moment. They could just be mind-controlled. True. I had to look it up just to make sure. Oh, there's no point in doing extended. It's... Oh, yeah, it does. Never mind. Okay. CG. Okay. They are chaotic good. So, no damage. Um, however, since it failed, it is going to be blind for four rounds. What? <laughs> no job. Um, and that's it. Stuff is done. Wow. Beautiful. That's a second level spell. That never goes bad. Man, that was nasty. And it's a high DC, too. It just instantly blinds somebody for a several rounds. Yeah. Oh, right. does it have spell resistance? It is uh, so, applicable. Um, I don't... No, they do not. Okay. So let me get this straight. What we're saying is this guy got stuck in a sleet storm and was like, oh no, I can't see. And so he comes <laughs> up above just in time to get like pinned to the wall by Hadassah. And he's like, I can see. Oh no, I can't see again. <laughs> Sophie pulls out this giant like, camera and the flash bl bl blinds him for like four minutes or four rounds. It's a holy hand flash grenade. Yeah, that's right. Talk about having a bad day. Yeah. It's not even evil. That kind of makes me feel bad. <laughs> yep. Like, we have the same alignment. I'm chaotic good as well. Did we already figure out, like, the group of us, did we already figure out that they are enslaved and aren't necessarily attacking us of their own free will? Like, Sort of. Yeah. So we're we had an idea. At it. Yeah. Or hints. When, yeah. Uh, Volantre was paying attention as they walked by, which is why he did attack them. Speaking of Volantre, it's your turn. All right. So now it's two Volantres taking two full round attack actions. I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> uh, Everybody take a break. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I'm just going to go down the list from top to bottom. Bite. That is a 19 on the die, so that is a Roll 45. 20%. Oh, yeah. 20%. Oh. That's a miss. <gasps> oh, no. I rolled Boy, a zero. I rolled a one. Oh, that's not good. Well, it was a zero and a one. I only have one D one one D ten, so I roll first digit, second digit, so Alright, second attack is claw number one. That is a forty four. That'll hit. Roll displacement. Or blur. Ninety one. Okay. Damage. Which is a hit. Damage for claw number one is going to be um twenty six. Not dead yet. Claw number two, that's an 11 on the die, plus 26, no, plus plus 30, so that's a 41. Hit. Roll Eight. displacement. Blur. 72. Good. Roll damage. That's 20 points of damage. Crumples to the ground unconscious. And Rand immediately takes effect. Uh-oh. No, that's a um, 26 plus 8. 34. Wow. 
Yeah, 34. Yeah, my, mine wasn't working. Yeah. And then, so once her negative hit points are above her con score, she's dead dead, right? Correct. She's and I have dead, no dead. control over that one. That was just she's claw, claw, rended. breathing. Oh, and no. And Casey, Volantre hears in the deepest recesses of his mind, take me. Take me and wield me. You are deserving. And then we'll pick up right here next week. <laughs> the launcher picks her up and smacks her over the head of a giant. <laughs> <laughs> Not the smartest peg in the packet. I'll hug her and pet her and call her George. <laughs> oh, gosh. Rocks and Rune Lords is a production of Back Patio Network. Rise of the Rune Lords and Pathfinder are trademarked and property of Paizo. This episode of Rocks and Rune Lords is brought to you by Roll20. Be sure to check them out on Roll20.net. Check out our website at BackPatioNetwork.com. If you like this podcast, please rate it five stars, leave a review, spread the word to your friends, or even join our Patreon and you can get early access. If you need to talk to us, join our Discord. The links are on the website to join. As always, thank you very much for listening. This is Casey. You all have a wonderful night.